Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode of the 80s Glam Metal Cast, I talk to a true guitar hero from one of my favorite bands, Joey Allen from Warren. We reflect back on Cherry Pie 30 years later. We dig deep into the fan favorite, Dog Eat Dog, and a ton more. Check it out. Joey, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm, I'm stoked I made it through the 80s, man. How are you doing, Mike? <laughs> well, it was a glorious era, era, wasn't it? It was what I remember. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> So, uh, COVID-19 kind of threw a monkey wrench in the Cherry Pie 30th Anniversary uh, Tour. Um, are there some shows that you guys are going to do later on in the fall? You mean the commun- the Chinese Communist uh, Party virus? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I just said it, so feel free to, feel free to hit me if you'd like. Anyways, um, you know what? We, we got into this business because we love music. We're, we're fans of music, and we love playing music, and um, we were fortunate enough to have a great songwriter in the band back in the day and, and get some, some success, and so now our whole goal is to get out there and play and have it be fun for people and have people have a great time, and there's nothing about having a great time if you get sick. True. So, so to, be, to be honest with you, that's, that's the most important thing to us is just to you know, kind of wait until we see what goes on with um, possibly a vaccine or, or if it, you know, is mitigated a little bit more in areas. But right now, we, we don't have any large outstanding plans to tour. We're just kind of sitting back and waiting until, you know, we're definitely not going to be the first guinea pig, let's put it that way. Right. Um, just because there's too much too much at stake, man, you know. So Cherry Pie turns, uh, what, 30 in September, and hopefully next year will be a good year for us. We we may get some dates in this year, but um, but we're, we're the most important thing is the health of our fans, our crew, the people that work at the shows, and uh, everybody involved. Is it crazy to think that Cherry Pie is going to be thirty years old? Because I think it's pretty crazy. Dude, could you imagine that? You know, Cherry Pie thirty years ago, you made it through the eighties, you made it through the nineties, and then you go out on tour to celebrate 30 years and you get a, you get a flu and die. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> you know? So, so, um, no, I can't, um, we can't fathom that it's 30 years old. It's awesome, man. It's, it's awesome. And the band sounds better than ever. I think our last gig was in February and, um, we played the set that we're going to play when we get out there for people. And, you know, it was every song off cherry pie. It was killer. A lot of fun. If you had to rank that album in the uh, in the catalog, where where do you place it? Um, for me, um, I've done six records with the band. I did the first three and the, the, the last three, so I, it's definitely in the top three for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just because it was so successful, and there's great tunes on it like Rainmaker and Uncle Tom's Cabin, and sure feels good. Some rockers that I'm really into, and and um, the songwriting was killer, and it was a good time. So. So definitely, definitely in the top three. I don't know where. 
I'm glad you said Mr. Rainmaker because I think that's probably my favorite song on the album. Uncle Tom's Cabin is pretty awesome too, but man, Mr. Rainmaker, what a cool tune. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play live, man. It's a lot of fun. It's busy. There's a lot of vocals going on, background vocals, but uh, that's a heavy one. It's good. It's funny when you think of the song Cherry Pie, I think obviously when it came out, people loved it. It was a big hit. And then I think when we got deeper in the 90s, it was kind of panned. But I think people found the love again for the song Cherry Pie. Don't you think so? You know, it's a catchy riff. It, it, it is what it is. It's not indicative of what the band's catalog is. Um, but it's a lot of fun. So if people are digging it at any time, we, we welcome it, man. There's no, uh, there's no excuses for a hit song, you know what I mean? Exactly. Now, one album in the catalog that's picked up, I, I believe, which is a cult following over the years, is Dog Eat Dog. Did you guys think you had to hit on your hands when you were creating that album? You know, that was the first album that we made in the, you know, with the original lineup that was just, we did it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and the songwriting was darker, for sure. Um, and we just wanted to get heavier because we thought, we always thought, we were a heavier band live than, than what translated on those first two records. And, you know, so I think Janie at the time wrote some heavier, darker material. And then just, we picked a different producer and, and it just, it just had a different vibe to it. And that, that's one of my favorite, that's in the top two for sure for me. Yeah. I worked really, I worked really, really hard on that record, uh, with Michael Wagner and the band. And it's just, it was a lot of fun, even though it only, you know, only went gold and didn't make the double platinum of the first two. It still was definitely a lot funner to make because we were just doing it for the love of music, you know? Did you do all the solos pretty much on that album? or uh, Every every one of them on that record. I okay, I thought so. Eric might, have, Eric might have a few stingers in there, mm-hmm. but um, stingers are little riffs, you know, here and there. But solos, yeah, I worked super, super hard on that record. Yeah, the guitar playing is great on that album, and obviously the songwriting is, is amazing. And I guess the, I got a question about the songwriting because you look at the first three albums, and, and Janie Lane wrote every song that he's credited, you know, to to writing the whole song. How did that process right. work? Did he did he did he give you guys demos, or did you go into rehearsal and he's like, I got this idea? How did a, how was the song process? How did that work out? Uh, he would come in with an acoustic guitar or grab one of our guitars in pre production and play the riff and and we'd set and put it together and i mean you know he had the lyrics he had the riffs he had it all together there's there's a few songs in the first three record catalog that a few of the other guys i know eric helped range cherry pie i had a lot more to do with sure feels good that um, danny stag and jb frank from kingdom come were on credited on that song and mm-hmm. danny still laughs that i wasn't because i was there and i came up with that main riff but it's just, it doesn't matter at this point. You know, Lane was a prolific songwriter. It was something he really did well. And, um, you know, it's just like, it's just like a hand, you know, you got, you got a thumb and four fingers and, and when you put it together, it's a fist. That's the way I look at the band and the whole process. So it wasn't like he came in with a demo and said, this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked through it together. I think it's nice to see. You see a lot of comments online, and and people just have awesome things to say about him as a vocalist and as a songwriter. So I feel he really does. He gets a lot of credit, and and, and he deserves it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When he was at the top of his game, he was he was amazing. He was, in my eyes, you know, because I know the guys in other bands that are some of the bands are bigger. He was a better singer. He was a better songwriter by far, mm-hmm. and it was just 
a lot of it has to do with timing and when the band came out in the late you know in the late 80s instead of the earlier 80s i think that if we would have come out earlier it might have been a different topography for the big bands at the time because of his songwriting ability mm -hmm. i you know you make a good point and i had i wrote this down was I also think if you could have dialed back the catalog of Warrant and maybe put the first album out in 88 or 87, you know, you get to Dog Eat Dog around 90, and you probably would have had a lot of different results. That would have probably been a huge album, you know what I mean, before 1992 or whatever, you know? Yeah, agreed. De definitely agree, man. Everything changes in, in life and music, and you know, it's like the music I grew up on, I love to death to this day. It's in my on my phone i listen to it when i travel and you know listen to it at home on the weekends and you know my i've got an eight-year-old son who listens to totally different music and i try to get him into you know sabbath and priest and cheap trick and all the stuff i grew up on that i love but he doesn't want to hear any of it and then i've got a 28 year old daughter who's into totally different kind of music so it just goes to prove that everything's kind of in its own you know uh generation you know yeah oh for sure what kind of music uh do your kids like which one my daughter yeah either one yeah both yeah what are, what are they into oh my god my my eight-year-old son's into j-pop he's into this <laughs> japanese pop and it's just it i feel like my father because i'm just he puts it on and i'm like dude turn that off it's annoying <laughs> you know and I, I i finally got him a, a pair of like headphones that that aren't don't get too loud that he can just put them on and listen to his music because it was driving me nuts. I felt like my dad. And then my daughter, she's pretty eclectic. She likes everything, you know. She's uh, she's she's a little older, so she's got a good good taste. A nice palate, let's say. My kids, years ago, when they got the um, the Beatles rock band game, they got obsessed with the Beatles. Not a bad, bad band to get obsessed with, but I'm telling you, they know every song by the Beatles. They know the solo material, you know, way beyond what I ever knew about the Beatles. So it is crazy to see young kids into the old stuff, and it's actually great to see that. I played my son, the Beatles, Etta James, Aretha Franklin, uh, Stevie Wonder, all this killer stuff, you know, some rock, some Sabbath, some Queen. And he's just, he's young, man. He's eight years old. You forget they're so young, yeah. you know what I mean? Now, you know, back to this with Dog Eat Dog, you know, another thought that I had is, you know, for a time period, the 90s, everybody was supposed to be so open-minded. I feel like all the 80s metal bands, people were not open-minded about the material they were doing. And you try to think back, use Beatles as an example. If Beatles put out Sgt. Pepper and everybody said, oh, man, no way, Beatles did, I want to hold your hand, so we can't listen to Sgt. Pepper. You know what I mean? But that was the mindset back in the early 90s. If you were from the 80s, it didn't matter what the hell you did. Yeah, well, it's 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 a shift in, in what people are listening to. It's a shift in young young kids out there that are into music, and it just happens, you know? And, I mean, we had a whole decade of, you know, of raunch and roll, of party and fun, and, you know, just upbeat stuff. And I guess, you know, at a certain point, it's got to get real, and people want to hear some different type of music as far as, what relates to their life and it i think in the 90s there was a lot of anger going on not yeah. not unlike now you know yeah so yeah, you're right so i i get it it's it's the soundtrack of their lives and that's cool you know we had a great run when we came out with the first three records um we're, we're really enjoying you know everything we've had since i got back in the band in 2004 it's been 16 years since i took a break and it's just great it's just going great man so we're we're enjoying it and of course, the debut is probably 
one of the best debuts of the late 80s, in my opinion. I mean, every song is just killer on that one. Thank you, thank you. That was a good time, man. We uh, didn't know what to expect when we were making that record, but when it got done and we started touring, it was it was a magical time, so we had a lot of fun. Why did you end up leaving the band? You know, it was, um, I don't know, 95, 96, so I'd been in there about seven, eight, nine years, and I just, you know, Seattle had come in, and the third record didn't do so well, and I was going through a divorce, and I was going through a bunch of other crap, and I just, it was more not really that I, I I hated the band or I needed to get away from anybody in the band more than I just self-preservation I needed to get out of the business mm-hmm. and just go a different direction you know um, I was partying hard and just 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 everything you don't want to do when when you've got to like buckle down and, and get 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 real so I I left the band it's been a year year and a half you know uh, wallowing in my own vomit and uh <laughs> snapped out of it, got into business for about eight years, which is the best thing I ever did, mm-hmm. private business, and um, and then got back in the band in 2004, and, you know, I do the band uh, 50, 60 dates a year, and I'm also in private business. I've been in, I've been uh, working a day gig for 15 years in the music industry, and I, I do well. I work hard. You know, a lot of people obviously think that the rock star life is so glamorous, but obviously as, you know, record companies and all that stuff aren't really backing you like they were in the 80s. You know, as regular people, you need health insurance. You need, you know, you don't want to sound like an old guy, but I mean, these things are important as you get older. You know what I mean? Well, you just, if you've got a family, you need to provide. If yep. you're a man, you know, and or a woman for that matter, it doesn't matter what, you know, what, uh, what you are, but it's just, for me, I need to work. I work, you know, between between my gig and Pearl when I'm, you know, warrant and I work I work for Pearl Drums. I worked for Pearl Drums for about fifteen years. Fifteen years in August. And um, I'm a West Coast senior sales rep and I you know, the company's amazing, drum the drum community is amazing. Um, and I just work hard. I work forty to fifty hours a week for Pearl and if the band's on the road that's another twenty hours easy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do what you got to do and and you know of course insurance is part of it and paying for your mortgage and making sure your kids going to school and making sure you're a good family person and keeping it keeping it tight so it's not glamorous it's just like anything else touring is all about you know 12 hour days for flying you know and then staying in a hotel until you go to sound check and then go back to the gig for an hour and a half or two it's the only thing we say we get paid to travel we don't get paid to play the gigs because the gigs are the fun part right you know what'd you think of the album uh ultraphobic that was the first one they did without you what do you think of that album in retrospect i i did not i haven't heard any of the warrant records i'm not on i I haven't listened to i know i remember hating it when it came out um, I had a friend that, you know, I obviously was into Warrant back in the 80s and the 90s. And then when that one came out, I just remember hating it. I was like, God, it just sounds like Warrant trying to be um, Alice in Chains or something like that. But then, I don't know, I went back and revisited it a few years ago. And uh, it's, it's pretty, you know what? There's still a lot of the old elements and the catchy songs. It's still there, you know what I mean? So there's some cool stuff on there. Yeah, I when I bailed, I bailed. <laughs> <laughs> you I tuned it right out. I didn't. You know, and it's 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 not no disrespect to that era of warrant. You know, it's 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 all cool. It's just that I wasn't around then. I don't want to take credit for it, good or bad or ugly or indifferent. It doesn't matter to me. It's 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 definitely part of the history of the band. And if uh, 
you know, people walk up to me with one of those and want me to sign it. I don't do it because I wasn't on it. Right. You know. Exactly. I just I'm not being rude. It's not my it's not my record. It's like it would be like you know you putting your 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 name on somebody else's interview. You know, you're not going to do that. No. no. So no disrespect to those records. I'm sure there's. If Janie was writing, I'm sure there's some great stuff on there. Yeah, there was one song that I don't know if I ever made it through the whole album to catch, but somebody must have messaged one time and said, "Oh, you got to listen to Stronger Now," and uh, that's a really cool song. So I don't know if you've ever, if you've never heard it, check it out because it's just that uh, it's just him, you know that uh, that that cool songwriting that he has. It's just a really uh, heartfelt tune. It's a good song. Yeah, I heard that song. That song before I left the band, he was playing that. Song. Was he? Okay. Yeah, that that's a great song. Well, we can't forget, man, um, Louder, Harder, Faster from 2017. That's that's pretty killer. You know, it's good to see that you guys are still doing new music. Title track, it's definitely got the Warrant vibe and Perfect and Faded. Those are the kind of songs I like. So what do you think of that one, looking back at it? Uh, you know, we used um, we used Jeff Pilsen from Dawkin and, and Foreigner on that to produce. It was really a good time to um, do what we did and a fun time to work with him. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the popper, poppier songs like Faded and Perfect. And, um, I, I, I'm just not, I like, I like, like the, you know, um, Louder, Harder, Faster, mm-hmm. um, Devil Dancer. I like that heavier stuff. I know some people like the pop elements of Warrant. It is what it is, but I'm not, I'm a more of a grew up on Priest and Maiden type of guy, you know? So but that's it was a why fun record to make. So that's why Dog Eat Dog. You really like that one because obviously you got some pretty heavy stuff on that one. I got that's that's when I was doing in my element for me personally. Just I like I like that heavier stuff, you know. You know what's really killer is I I was watched it a few months back. It's you guys at one of the Monsters of Rock and you play Balls to the Wall and man that yes. that's killer. Yeah, we toured with Iron Maiden in Europe for about ten days. And one of them was the Italy Monsters of Rock gig, and it was like Pantera went on before us, and we would figure that out. Then we went on, and it was like, I think it was like Testament, then Megadeth, then Black Sabbath with Dio, and then and then um, Maiden. And we didn't belong on that build, so we just we played everything we knew that was even somewhat heavy. And Balls to the Wall was a cover we did at the end of the show. I remember having a good time that night with uh with Dime. Uh huh. Uh, after the show, yeah. I've been reading some rumblings that some of your bandmates are working on new music, so will there be some new music in the future? You know, I, I talked to a few of them this week. We, we keep in touch every few weeks, you know, through all this craziness, and um, I'm sure everybody's writing. I To be honest with you, um, I haven't picked a guitar up since February. Okay. And, you know, I've played guitar for 43 years, and I'm just, I'm just enjoying family and taking care of my family well and making sure everybody's healthy and and doing everything I can to make sure that um you know everybody's mental health's good which which means I'm hanging out with my 8-year-old son a lot, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's important. Uh, it's important. You know, and then and then and then talking to my daughter as often as she wants to hear from me because she's 20, in her in her late 20s and <laughs> really right. it's more or less when she wants to talk to me she'll call me, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I'm getting ready to pick it back up and I might write. There's a bunch of you know, and, and riffs that have been available in our catalog for a long time that have never been worked on, but we'll see what happens. I'm not, you know, it would be fun to make another record with this band. It's a lot of fun. The band's a lot of fun right now. We're all firing on all cylinders. Everybody's getting along great. There's no drama inside the band. It's fun stuff. 
Awesome, man. Well, hey, what do you want to say to your fans in closing out there? Man, it is some crazy mother-effing time out there right now. And, you know, I hope everybody is healthy and well through through this crazy virus that's out there. Um, you know, as, as far as we're looking at the socialness out there in the world, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who thinks that everybody's equal. You know, everybody has the same opportunity in life, I would hope, that everybody treats everybody with kindness and respect all the way around, no matter the color of your skin or, you know, female, male, or what gender, you know, bias you are. I, I, don't, I don't discriminate in any way, and I would encourage everybody else to have a warm and open heart. And as far as warrant goes, man, we cannot wait to see some fans. And when it is, uh, when it is healthy and for all of us to do so, we will come out charging. 110%. Awesome. Be well. We'll talk to you. Yeah, same to you. Well, that was a great interview with Joey. Thanks for listening and sharing. Rock on.